0: It's kind of like, dear Heavenly Father, dear Heavenly Father. No, it's like they have heard the greatest news that they have ever heard before in their life. And when they say, say this after me, it is nothing like hearing thousands of people shout. Heavenly Father, I believe in Jesus. I mean, just shouting out at the top of their lungs, crying out to God. There is nothing, nothing like that. And uh, and we were able to experience that and be a part of that. And so um, uh, it, it was it was a tremendous, tremendous thing. We're going to be capturing some of these testimonies and things on video, and uh, we're going to be sharing those on, on our Facebook page. And, uh, and Pastor Johannes is going to be here at the end of August. He's going to be here and... Uh, uh, and so he's going to be with us uh, for a Sunday, August the 20th, 21st, something like that. And um, what's that? Yes, yes, you're excited. I'm excited too. And so, uh, and he's going to be talking more about the festivals that are coming up next year. Uh, and uh, so we are, uh, we are uh, definitely excited about uh, continuing on in our relationship uh, with Mission SOS. Uh, uh, this is our first Wednesday, and you know, at first Wednesday, we love to talk about our house habits, our house habits. And so, um, uh, tonight, uh, we're going to be uh, uh, talking about our house habit that we embrace discipline. We, we started off the year we live on, and we love big, we protect unity, we honor consistently, we lean in, we grow intentionally and these habits, uh, these habits are not just um, about our corporate values. These, these habits were created so that they could be transferred into your house, so that they could be transferred into your life, so that you could have some handles, that you could grab a hold of some truth, and that you could take it and put it into your own life. But before these, these habits will enter into your business, uh, or before these habits will enter into your, into your family These habits must take hold of your house, and when I I say your house, I'm I'm talking about your physical body because the, the Bible says that we are the temple, the house of the Holy Spirit. This is what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19. It says, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body, your temple, the house that you are in here on this earth. The habits that we talk about, they must govern your life. Your life should be governed by uh, by obedience to the principles of God's word. Here's what you will find about obedience. Obedience becomes easier and easier the more that godly habits are developed. Obedience becomes easier and easier the more that godly habits are developed in your life. Here's the goal. This is the goal for all of us. The goal is when I'm not using my willpower or self-control by thinking about every single decision. Instead, I'm just responding to those moments by habits that have already been developed in my life. I'm not trying to say no to pornography every day to decide am I going to say no today? Am I going to say yes today? No, because I've already developed the habit in my life of saying no to that temptation and I've developed that habit so many times that I don't have to consider it. I don't have to think about it today because I've developed habits in my life that, that push me away from that so that I don't have to think about it. That's our goal In life, That obedience would become our automatic response, not something we have to dedicate an entire day to figuring out if we're going to do or not. That it would just become part of who we are. I respond in certain ways because that is my habit, my godly habit that I have developed. And the best way that I have discovered to develop life-changing habits within our own temple or within our body is whenever you begin to develop them one at a time. Developing habits one at a time, it's the most successful way that I have discovered to develop good habits. One small victory leads to another small victory, which leads to another small victory. And each small win convinces you that a bigger win is possible. Every small win convinces you that another win is right around the corner that a bigger win is possible. Each time you have conquered a bad habit, each time you have established a good habit, every single time that happens, you are more convinced than you used to be that the next good habit can be created in our lives. But sometimes we we just want to do it all at one time. That's going to lead you to ultimate frustration and ultimate failure because you can't change it all. I, I know you want to be perfect. And I know you want it all figured out. And I know you want to get rid of 10 things. And I know you want to implement 20 good habits in your life. And I know you want that all to happen before Friday. But it's not going to happen that way because it only happens one at a time. I want you to think about the children of Israel in the book of Joshua when they begin to move into the promised land. How did they conquer the land that God had given them? They conquered it one city at a time. It all belonged to them. It was all possible, but they didn't go in and conquer every city at once. They didn't go in and take dominion of the whole land at one time. No, instead they did it city by city. And the conquest to gaining control of of the the life that is possible for you, it's going to happen one habit at a time. The same way they conquered the land one city at a time, the way that you conquer your life is by one habit habit at a time. And living this this life, this life that's possible, this abundant life, uh, it is not going to happen without discipline. It's just not. It's not going to happen. The life that God created you to live, it's not going to happen without discipline. And that's why we, we have a house habit here that says we embrace discipline. We don't endure discipline, we embrace it. We don't just tolerate discipline, we desire it. We embrace discipline. The word embrace means this, To take or receive gladly. We embrace discipline. We take it and receive it gladly. Or it says to accept willingly. We willingly accept discipline. Self-discipline and discipline from the outside. We are willing to accept it. Because why? Because we're not just here to endure discipline. We want to embrace it. Why do we do that? Because we can't become the disciples that God has called us to be without the discipline necessary to make it happen. I want you to hear that tonight. We can't become the disciples that God has called us to be without the discipline necessary to make it happen. Let's go all the way back to the beginning for a moment. In Genesis chapter 1, when God has uh, created the the heavens, the earth, he's created the animals, and now he is uh, creating Mankind, and this is what it says. It says, and God blessed them and said to them in Genesis 1:28, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, over every living creature that moves on the ground. So what he's saying here is you've got to take dominion, take rule, subdue it, dominate it. Genesis chapter 2, verse 15, this is what it says. It says, the Lord took the man and he put him in the garden of Eden to work it and care of it, take care of it. He he put him there to work it and to take care of it. He put man in the garden to work it and to take care of it. You know, so many people think that the curse of the fall in Genesis chapter 3 was hard work. That was not the curse of the fall. The curse of the fall is just that, 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 that the thorns are going to come out the same way the fruit comes out. It's just going to get a little more difficult for you. But work was not a result of the curse of the fall of Adam and Eve. No, there was work long before the curse. God put them in the garden, and he put them there to work it, to tend it, and to take care of it. Wow, Work was not the curse. Work was part of the blessing. This was beautiful. This was perfection. This was a perfect living environment, and God put them there in in the middle of the blessing. He says, now I want you to work the blessing. I want you to tend the blessing. I want you to take care of the blessing because here's what God knows. Work creates discipline, and discipline creates attention to detail. And we know how important discipline is because There was a lack of discipline in the garden. And what happened with the lack of discipline in the garden? They took the fruit that they shouldn't take. They ate of it. And because of the lack of discipline and attention to detail, the attention to the detail of the word, the lack of attention to detail of obedience, they took the fruit. Eve ate of the fruit, gave it to Adam. He ate of the, out of the fruit, and then they were removed from the garden. But you see, the work work was not was not in the curse. Work was a part of the blessing, because God knew they needed to work. God knew that work does something in us. What God was saying was this. I have created you to flourish right here. That's what he was saying to Adam and Eve. I've created you to flourish right here. You have the potential to flourish right here in this garden, but you're going to have to work it. What's God saying to you today? God's saying the same thing. I've created you to flourish right now. I've created you to flourish in this city. I've created you to flourish in this season. I have given you the potential to flourish right now. But the same thing he said to Adam and Eve is the same thing he's saying to you, but you're going to have to work it. You're going to have to work the garden. You're going to have to create the discipline necessary. Romans 8 verse 2 says this, And because you belong to him, speaking to Jesus, us belonging to Jesus, the power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin, That leads to death. The power of the life-giving spirit, the power of Jesus, it has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Skipping down a few more verses there in chapter 8, go to verse 12. It says, therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. Why? Because you you have been set free from the power of sin. It does not have control or rule or dominion over you. That has been broken. Jesus took care of that, so you don't have any obligation to obey your sinful desires. For if you live by its dictates, verse 13, you will die. But if, but if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. I love what it says in the amplified version right there at the end of verse 13. It says this, but if you, who, if you are living by the power of the Holy Spirit, you are habitually, say habitually, you are habitually, this is the habit coming in, you are habitually putting to death the sinful deeds of the body, you will really live forever forever. This is what you are habitually putting to death. You are over and over again putting to death. It says if you really want to live, then you have to habitually be doing the work of putting to death what is trying to kill your joy. You have to habitually put to death what is trying to steal your peace. You have to habitually put to death what is trying to destroy your purpose. And habitually means every single day. It is a habit of you putting to death the thing that is in you that's trying to kill you. It has to be a habit. It's daily. It's not just when it's convenient for you. It's not just when it's easy. It's not just on Sunday. No, it's habitually. It's daily. That's what Jesus said in Mark chapter 9. He he said that his followers would have to take up his cross daily. Daily, Not, not weekly not monthly, not once in a lifetime with a sinner's prayer. No. He says you have to take up your cross daily. You have to habitually put to death the thing inside of you that's trying to destroy you. We say uh, oftentimes here that Jesus took up his cross to break the power of sin. You have to take up your cross to break the pattern of sin. Jesus broke the power of sin. But you have to break the pattern of sin. You can't do what Jesus did, and Jesus can't do what you've got to do. He broke the power of sin once and for all. Sin has no more dominion over you. It cannot rule over you if you don't want it to. The power of sin is broken. But you, on the other hand, have to choose to break the pattern of our flesh, the pattern of our sinful desires. You have to break the pattern of our worldly nature. It is up to us to break that pattern. So we know that the power of sin was broken in one day, but we all understand here that the pattern of sin has to be broken every day. Jesus broke the power of sin in a moment. But if the pattern of sin is going to be broken in your life, that's a daily commitment, and this is why we must embrace discipline, because we have to break the pattern of sin, because the pattern of sin will lead to death. And I don't know about you, but I'm not interested in death. I'm not interested in in living a life below the life that God created me to live, I want to live in abundance. I want to live in the overflow. I want to live the life that Jesus created me to live, and if I'm going to do that, then I must be willing to take my cross, embrace discipline on a daily basis, so that the life that he created me to live can actually be lived through me. This quote by John Maxwell says this, Most people want to avoid pain, and discipline is usually painful. Most people want to avoid pain, but the problem is, is the discipline is usually painful. So many times, by wanting to avoid pain, what do we do? We avoid discipline. And we started this year uh, in uh, in 2017 with a, a series on Sundays here, um, entitled "Again," and the, the the tagline of that series was this: that that your gain is found in your again. Your gain is found in your again, whenever you try again, when you get up again, whenever you pray again, when you believe again, when you run again, whenever you go again. That's where your gain is always going to be found. So you would think, well, if my if my gain is always found in my again, then what keeps me just from trying again, believing again, doing it again? Because there's also pain in your again. There's pain in believing that it's going to work the next time. There's pain in trying that second business after the first one failed. There's pain in engaging in that relationship after you have been hurt. There's pain. There is pain involved. And because there's pain involved, we want to sit back. And even though the gain is in the again, the pain of the again keeps us from moving forward. So we have to understand that if I'm going to embrace discipline, I also must be willing to embrace the pain that's going to come with it. Because there's going to be pain. So when I say, oh, I like that house habit, yeah, I'm going to embrace discipline. What you're saying by saying, yes, I will embrace discipline, you're also saying yes to the pain that the discipline is going to create in your life. But why do we embrace the pain? We embrace the pain to lay hold of the gain. You've heard it said, no pain, no gain. Okay, the gain is in your gain. There's pain in, in, in your gain. But guess what? There's pain in your gain. And the gain is worth your pain. I don't know how much more I can rhyme right here than that right there. But we must be willing to embrace the pain. And you have to, you have to see, you have to see this. Discipline is not punishment. Discipline is your pathway. Discipline is not punishment. That's what losers think about discipline. Losers think that discipline is punishment. Discipline is not your punishment. How winners see discipline is winners see it as the pathway. Winners are not afraid of discipline, internally or externally. They're not afraid of discipline in themselves. They're not afraid from discipline from a coach, from a mentor, from a teacher. They're not afraid of discipline. Why? Because they understand that discipline is the pathway to greatness. Discipline is the pathway to their achievement. Discipline is the pathway to their goals. Discipline is the pathway to everything they want. So they're willing to embrace discipline because they realize that discipline is just creating a clear pathway for me to get to where I want to go and for me to be who I really want to be. But losers will always see discipline as punishment, and that's why they resent discipline because they see it as punishment, so they resent the punishment, and they don't want it. You just read through the book of Proverbs, and the book of Proverbs will tell you a fool doesn't want discipline. Why? Because they see it as punishment. They resent it, and they don't want it. But the wise, what does the wise do? The wise wants discipline. They they take in discipline. Why? Because they see it as the pathway. This is making me better. This is making me who God wants me to be. This is going to take me where I want to go. I will embrace this. This one, I'm not resenting it. I'm actually rejoicing over it. I'm rejoicing over the discipline because it's creating a clear pathway for me to be who God wants me to be. This is what the Bible says. Proverbs chapter one, verse one says, so these are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose, listen to this, their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline, to help them understand the insights of the wise. That's what the Proverbs are there for. It's there to, to teach wisdom and discipline. Verse 3, their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives. It's the purpose of the Proverbs, to give you wisdom, to give you discipline, and ultimately so that your life might prosper through the wisdom and the discipline that you take into your life through the book of Proverbs. You've heard it said before, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. A proverb a day keeps foolishness away. And the further you stay away from foolishness, the further you stay away from destruction and death. Now, we talk a lot here about declarations. We just finished a Sunday series um, on our declarations, the power of what you say. And there's so much there in the book of Proverbs about the power of our words. And, and we did a, a whole series on that. But can I tell you that, uh, that declarations without discipline is deficient? Declarations without discipline is is deficient. Um, Jim Jim Rohn, a business leader, said this, affirmation without discipline is the beginning of delusion. An affirmation, a declaration, you, you could say affirmation, declaration, you could change that out. So you could say declaration without discipline is the beginning of delusion. We say our declaration every Sunday here, I am a child of God. I am loved, adored, accepted by my Father in heaven. I am forgiven and free. Sin has no hold on me. I'm an overcomer. We go all the way through that. But but let me just tell you, if you're just saying that without the discipline to back it up, eventually it's going to become a delusion. You're going to begin to say something and you're not living it out and then you're going to become frustrated. It's going to get, I, I don't understand why this isn't working. Because, because a declaration without discipline is going to create delusion. A, a declaration without discipline, it's deficient. It's insufficient. It's not going to carry you through. You see, my declarations are meant to activate my discipline. Why do I stand up every single day and say my declarations? because I'm activating my discipline. I'm reminding myself, this is who you're going to be. This is the decisions that you're going to make today. You are an overcomer. I'm activating my faith. I'm activating my discipline. I, 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 you, you can do all things through Christ. I'm activating my discipline, so I'm not going to give in to the lie. I'm not going to give in to that. I'm, I'm, I'm activating my discipline. But if, but if I, I'm not putting discipline in with my declaration, you're you, you, this is what you have. It, your your declaration is not taking the place of discipline. It's not like I can choose. Well, I can either be the person that talks or I can be the person that walks. No, it's not like it takes place. No, you can't just get up and say your declaration and then think that it's going to happen. No, you say your declaration to activate your discipline so that you can actually begin to live out in your life what you said to yourself in the mirror that morning. And we have to be willing to embrace that. When it comes to discipline, you can't just quote it. You've got to tote it. You can't just quote it. Okay, we, everybody here understands discipline's important. Okay, you can't just quote it. you got to tote it. you got to walk it out. you got to carry it with you all day long. You don't just get to say amen. You don't just get to say your word. No, no, no. You have to carry discipline. You can't just quote it. You've got to tote it every single day. And the only way to bridge the gap between your aspirations and your achievements is discipline. What you aspire to be and what you will achieve in your life. That gap will only be bridged by discipline. There is no other way to get from wishing to achieving. There is no other way to get from dreaming to accomplishing. There is no other way to get there. The only way to get there is this one. That's why Jesus said, you will be my disciple because the only way to be who I've called you to be is for you to inject the discipline in your life that will make you the disciple that I'm calling you to be. So the more I I learn to embrace discipline, the faster I learn to embrace discipline, the quicker I get to progress across that bridge. I just want to give you just real quick, just right as we wrap up tonight, five, five simple things, just five simple things that will increase your discipline. These are, these are simple things, not easy things. Okay, there's a difference. These are simple, not easy. That, that, that's typically what discipline is. Discipline is rarely easy, but it's often simple. It just hurts. <laughs> it's not easy, but, but, but it's, very, it's very simple. These are five things, five simple things that will increase our discipline. Number one is this, food. You can use food to increase your discipline. So how how do you do that? Uh, You practice saying no. You practice saying no. You can say, you know what I'm gonna say no? I'm gonna say no to chocolate for the next seven days. I'm just gonna say no. I'm gonna say no to that brownie I'm going to say no. I'm, I'm going to say no to pizza for, for the whole month of July. No pizza for me. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no to enchiladas, chips and hot sauce, whatever it might be, whatever it might be for you. I'm going to say no to meat for, for, for the next two weeks, the next 14 days. All I'm doing, listen, it, 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 you can say yes, it, 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 it's fasting and it's important to fast and there are great books on fasting and great spiritual things on fasting and great breakthroughs come from fasting. But you know there's something also powerful about creating the discipline of just saying no. Because if you can't say no to dessert, then you can't say no to the devil either. That's just a fact. If you can't say no to dessert, you're going to have a hard time saying no to the devil every time that he comes knocking on your door. How, how do we do it? it just, it's just—it's just easy. It's food. It just helps us create discipline, and that looks different for everybody. You can just take a Monday and say, you know what? Next Monday, I'm just going to—I'm uh, not going to eat any food on Monday. I'm going to tell—I'm going to—I'm going to tell myself no all day on Monday. There's no, there's no, like, you got you to do it this way or that way. No, you get to create that, but you can use food to create discipline. Here's the, another thing that you can use to create discipline. That is learning. You can use learning to create discipline. You can begin to read the Bible. There are Bible reading plans that are available for you. You can go online right now, type in Bible reading plans, and there will be more reading plans that will pop up than you can even imagine. They're right there if you have a YouVersion Bible app on your phone. You can go right in your Bible app and search for Bible reading plans right there, and you can read the New Testament in 40 days. You can read the New Testament in a year. Uh, you can go If you don't like the electronics, you can go to the Christian bookstore, and they will give you a Bible, a one-year Bible. You know, then they figured out that, that, that we read a little slow. Now you can get the, read the Bible in two years. I saw that the other day. I fell out of my chair. Oh, man, how lazy have we gotten? They're like, you can't read it in one year. Let's give them two, okay? Why we, we just begin to, to read and we begin to learn, uh, you can begin to read a book. You can start reading a book and you can say, You can say, you know what, before August 1st, I'm going to to read a book. We've got a book card out there. Those are all books that we highly recommend. They're books that I've read, our staff has read, and that we have put on that shelf because we know that they will be a blessing to you. You don't have to go to the bookstore and choose out of 300 books and and get a dud. No, every single one of those books out there will change your life. And so you can say, you know what I'm going to do for the rest of July? I'm going to dedicate to reading a book. Why? Because forcing myself to do that, I'm embracing discipline. I'm becoming a learner. You can also become a learner by learning a new skill. You can learn to knit, learn to paint, learn to build with wood. You can learn to play golf. Any type of learning a new skill, when you commit to learning something, what are you doing? You are embracing the discipline that it takes to become good at whatever that is. It's just a way to grow. It's a way to embrace this one. Here's another way that you can embrace this one. You can embrace this one in your environments. Make all your environments clean make your bed every day I'm just looking for who's looking down cuz they're guilty It's just a simple thing It's a simple thing. Clean your dishes every single night. It's just a discipline issue. Just a discipline. If you want to if you want to increase your discipline, don't ever go to bed with dish, dishes dirty in the sink. Practice just, practice, just practice discipline. Make your bed every day. Whenever you, you, you got your office space, make sure your office space is spotless. No unnecessary thing out there on your desk. Make sure that everything is in its proper place. Why? I'm just trying to increase my discipline because if I can be have my bed made and I can have my dishes in the proper place and I can get everything else right, then guess what? Things in my heart start looking like the rest of my life. It's just it's just it's just practice. I'm just increasing discipline by by making my environment's better. Here's another thing you can do, social media. Who? <laughs> Limit your daily access to social media. Say say I'm I'm going to take I'm going to take uh uh, you know, 30 minutes a day. I, I have between, you know, 7 p.m. and 7.30, you know, 30 minutes a day. That's all, that's all my social media time. I'm cutting social media out for the rest of the whole day. For what purpose? For your discipline. Just for your discipline. Because every time you pick up your phone, you want to hit the Instagram. I mean, it's like, it's instantaneous. You know? And it's like, you didn't even think about it. But you just, you do it. Or you know what? Even take a step further. And say, you know what, I'm not going to do any social media for the entire week. Why? Just for the purpose of discipline. This isn't like some spiritual, the devil's in Facebook. Okay, I'm not trying to say that. This is just increasing your own discipline because it's something that you like. It's something that feeds you. It's something that, that scratches an itch that you have. And you just say, no, not today. I'm not doing that today. I'm not going there. I'm going to take the whole week off. I'm going to take the whole month off. You know, you could take the whole year off and nobody would miss you. Nobody miss you. Just yesterday, we were talking to somebody. They said, I don't even have a Facebook account. I didn't even know. I was like, oh. Nobody's going to miss you when you're gone. I love the people that post, I'm taking time off from Facebook. You know, like, okay. I'm sorry, babe. I'm gonna get back on track, babe. I'm sorry. But, but, but you know what? You know, you know this about Facebook too. Like the people that post the pictures, it saves those pictures. So, like your little nephew that you just can't live without, I gotta check them every day. You come back next week, those pictures are still there. You can go next week and see all, next month and see all those pictures. You can come in 2019 and all those pictures of little Jimmy Bob, they're still going to be there. <laughs> but you just practice saying no. I'm going to say no to Instagram. I'm going to say no to Facebook. I'm just going to say no. I'm going to say no to social media. Here, here's the last thing that, that will help you increase. Just increase your, your, your discipline, and that is to, to hide to hide yourself in the presence of God every day. He is your shelter. He is your refuge. He is your strong tower. He is all of those things. But the question is, are you hiding in those things? Because if you're not hiding in the refuge, then he's a refuge but it's no it's no use to you. He is a strong tower, but if you're not hiding in that strong tower, it's no, he is no use to you. He, 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 he is these things, but you have to hide in his presence. You have to hide in his presence by worship and by prayer. You have to get into his presence. And, and this is what I know about increasing discipline when it comes to hiding, is that if you are going to hide in the presence of God, it means you have to inconvenience your life. It means you have to interrupt your current schedule In order to hide in the presence of God, it means that you have to wake up 30 minutes early, 45 minutes early, an hour early. You got to get yourself out of bed so that you can hide in the presence of God. It means that you got to take your lunch break instead of twice a week going with your friends. You got to take your lunch break and sit in your car by yourself for 30 minutes and you got to hide in the presence of God. It means that after you put the kids kids to bed, you don't go down and you watch Sports Center for an hour. Instead, you put the kids to bed and you say, you know what I'm going to do now? I'm going to go hide in the presence of God. Why? Because I need discipline. I don't need just discipline to hide. I need discipline to say no to what I'm facing. I need discipline to say no to temptation. I need discipline to speak kindly to my spouse. I need discipline to always operate in wisdom when it comes to my kids. I need the discipline in my life to always do the right thing in business when nobody else is looking and nobody else would know. I need discipline in so many areas. But you see, I can practice my discipline by just hiding in the presence of God every single day. Will I get things out of being in His presence? Absolutely. But it will also give me more than I can even imagine because it will increase my discipline. Do, do, do you want to know why, why some of those things stung a little bit? You want to know why some of those things were punching you in the gut a little bit? Like, oh, social media. Oh, those environments. Oh, oh, that learning. Oh, man. Wow. That food. Do <laughs> you, you know why? Because those things are an outright attack on your flesh. And that's what we're fighting against. You're fighting against your flesh. You are telling your flesh, you got to die. And that's what it's all about. That's what food and learning and your environments, social media and hiding. It's all about your flesh. So if you want to embrace discipline, what you're doing is you're saying, flesh, I'm coming after you. I'm coming on the attack. You are not going to rule me. You are not going to dominate me. I am going to, I am going to increase my discipline. I am going to embrace discipline. And I am going to attack my flesh that is trying to steal from me, that's trying to kill things in me, it's trying to destroy me. I, I am coming after that flesh that's trying to keep me away from the will and the purpose of God. I'm coming after that flesh that's trying to permit me from moving into the abundant life that God has for me. No, I am coming out to attack that thing. Why? Because I believe that God has created me. To To live a life that will not happen if I do not embrace discipline. And the thing that's keeping me from embracing discipline is this thing called my flesh. So I will put to death this flesh. I will make it carry my cross. I will will do whatever it takes every single day. So that my flesh will not dominate me, but I will dominate my flesh. I will embrace discipline. Why? Because I want to be a disciple. I want to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And it will not happen without me embracing discipline each and every day. Will you stand with me tonight? I want you to bow your head just for a moment. It's a house habit here at North Point Community Church, but you know what? It's more important that it becomes your habit. We embrace discipline. It needs to become the habit of of your house, of your temple, of your body. I embrace discipline. I embrace discipline. I embrace the pain that comes with discipline. I'm not just going to endure discipline. I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to willingly accept it. There's so many ways. So many ways for you to increase your discipline. I just gave you five simple ones tonight. Five simple ones. But I want you, I want to challenge you tonight to take one of these, at least one, and put it into practice. Put it into practice. I want to be very clear tonight the person who you are right now and the person who you desire to be the bridge across that gap is discipline it's discipline separate discipline from a disciple the root words are connected the discipline to show up the discipline to get up the discipline to believe the discipline to be filled with hope the discipline not to walk by what you see, but walk according to your faith and what you believe." The discipline, the discipline, the discipline, discipline, it's what makes you a disciple. It's the discipline to trust God when nobody else is wanting to trust God. It's the discipline, it's the discipline to stand firm. When you're tempted to give up. It's the discipline. It's the discipline. I want you to see this tonight: that the future that you want to live, the person you know that God is calling you to be, the bridge to that to that place is discipline. It is what it takes to become a disciple. It's discipline. So why would you not increase your discipline? Why would you not do the simple things that it takes to grow your discipline, to increase your discipline? Why would you not do these simple things? Because your future, literally your future is hanging in the balance. The purpose of God is hanging in the balance. Will I be disciplined to pray? Will I be disciplined to worship? Will I be disciplined to read? Will I be disciplined to share my testimony? Will I be disciplined to invite people to church? Will I be disciplined to be kind? Will I be disciplined To be faithful? Will I be disciplined to have joy? Will I be disciplined in my patience? Will I be disciplined? Will I have the discipline that it takes to exemplify the light of God and the example of Jesus to the world? Will I be disciplined? Why would we not? Why would we not? I want to do something that increases my faith, that increases my discipline. I believe some of you are going to take this message and you're going to do something with food. You're, you're You're going to make a decision with food. Some of you are going to leave this place and you're going to make a decision for learning. Whether you pick up a book tonight or when you got a book at home and you're going to say, okay, by, by August 1st, I'm going to read, I'm going to read this book. Some of you are going to go home and you're going to get a Bible reading plan. You're going to read the New Testament. In the next 60 days, you're going to read all the way through the New Testament. Some of you are going to say, you know what? I got to clean up my environment. I need, I need to practice cleaning my house. It's developing the discipline. Some of you are going to say, I've I've got to get a hold of my social media. I'm, I'm, I'm not disciplined when it comes to social media. Some of you say, I'm not hiding. I'm not hiding in the presence of God. I'm not hiding in that strong tower. I'm not hiding in that refuge. got to increase my discipline. Got to get up early. Got to stay late. Got to sacrifice that lunch break. Because I've got to hide in his presence. If you know God's stirring you right now, God's stirring you, God's stirring you to increase that discipline so that you can become the disciple that he's created you to be. Maybe it's in one of those areas. Maybe it's another area that God that God's already been dealing with you about, and it's just coming to your mind right now, another area to increase your discipline. And you know it. You say, God's stirring in me right now. And you say, I, I want to say yes to embracing this discipline. It, it doesn't feel good to my flesh right now. It doesn't feel good. But I, but I want to I embrace, I want to embrace this discipline. I'm ready to take this next step of embracing discipline in my life. Come on, if that's you, I want you to lift your hand right there where you are. Just say, that's me, God. God, that's me. I'm ready to take the step of embracing discipline in a brand new area of my life. I want to embrace discipline so that I can be the disciple that you created me to be. Come on, say this prayer after me. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I believe you have a purpose for my life. I believe that you have called me to be your disciple. Therefore, I must be a person of discipline so that I can be who you've called me to be, so I can do what you've called me to do. I'm ready to increase my discipline so I can be that disciple. Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name for every single person that's lifted their hand. God, I pray that this would be a season of increase like never before. God, I pray that they would increase their discipline. I pray that in increasing their discipline that they would increase their strength. I pray that in increasing their discipline, God, that the grace over their life would increase as well. God, I pray that as they increase their discipline that the favor of God, the hand of God would increase over their life. God, I pray that as they increase their discipline that the blessing of God would increase over their life life. God, I pray that as they increase their discipline, God, that they will begin to prosper in so many areas of their life because discipline is is getting on the inside of them. It's growing. It's increasing. They're embracing it. They're becoming a greater disciple. God, I pray in Jesus' mighty name that we would be a people that are always embracing discipline. We would be a people that are always in pursuit of who you have called us to be, and we know that that will not happen without the discipline that you have called us to so we embrace it tonight and God we say, Lord have your way in all of our lives in Jesus name, come on somebody put a big amen on that tonight amen amen, amen amen, hey I want you to make sure that you tell Pastor Clarissa happy birthday and get out in the foyer and enjoy some food and fellowship God bless you, we'll see you on Sunday Come on.